Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Brent Brennan continues to close in on his staff. Some very familiar names. All of that and more on Locked On Wildcats. You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. This show is brought to you by FanDuel. Check it out, FanDuel.com. All right, now we got a lot to get to this show. We're going to break down the coaches on campus that you need to know, um, what this exactly means for Arizona athletics or Arizona football moving forward, all that and a lot more. All right, but first... Uh, we got some names. We got some uh, uh, guys who are in here and who are ready to rock and roll, ready to go. Uh, all right, Bobby Wade. Um, I love the Bobby Wade hire. Bobby Wade, uh, to me, is one of the three or four best receivers in school history. Now, um, at this stage in the game, I think we know that Ted Rowe and McMillan is leaving here as the best receiver in school history. I don't think that I'm really uh, breaking any news. Um, but the... Uh, um, the amount of, uh, after that, it becomes pretty interesting. Uh, Dennis Northcutt to me is number two. Um, and, uh, because I think he had the best combination of explosive, uh, explosive, uh, explosivity and, uh, ability to get in the end zone. Then after that, I think it's Bobby Wade. I mean, Bobby Wade, Mike, Mike Thomas, I think I, I prefer Wade because I think he was a little bit bigger, probably a little bit more, uh, you know, maybe a little bit sturdier, but Mike Thomas was right there as well. But either way, Bobby Wade brings a lot to the table. Um, first and foremost, he is a uh, he's U of A, ex U of A great, obviously, but also a Phoenix kid. Keep in mind too, he was a Phoenix State or he was the Phoenix State Player of the Year. He was the Arizona State Player of the Year, and not only was he the Arizona State Player of the Year. He could have gone pretty much anywhere he wanted. He was the equivalent before the recruiting rankings really came out of, well, a four high four-star prospect out of Desert uh, Desert View, I believe, or Desert Vista, one of the two. Um, obviously, he was coaching at ASU this past year. We won't hold that totally against him, but obviously not huge fans of it. But either way, this is a good uh, this is a good move and. Um, he's wanted to get back here. Brent Brennan has mentioned multiple times about his relationship with Bobby Wade, so that obviously uh, that obviously helped as well. But again, a uh, a hire that uh, a hire that I like. Um, Brent Brennan is obviously going to go with guys that he feels comfortable with, as he should. Guys who have a familiarity factor to them, and that clearly is uh, something that Bobby Wade has going for him at this point. Um, but again, Brent Brennan, he moved quickly on this. Now, again, we're still working on the OC. Uh, we're still working on the offensive coordinator and who exactly that's going to be. But so far, so good. 
Um, I think, uh, like I said, Bobby Wade is definitely a uh, Bobby Wade is the right man at the right time, I believe. Now, we're going to go a little bit out of order here because we're going to go in off the uh, off today's show. We're going to go by guys that were announced in what time? Dwayne Aquina. All right. Now, Dwayne Aquina is uh, Dwayne Aquina is one of my all time favorite coaches here at the U of A. I don't want him as the offensive coordinator. Um, those were really tough uh, offenses to watch. Uh, if you know, you know, as the kids say, but defensively, I think he's fantastic. I love Dwayne Aquina as a defensive coordinator, and I think he's super motivated. Um, Dwayne Aquina coming in here, I think it's a good look for everybody across the board. Um, what, uh, first of all, his energy level is next level at this point. Um, you very rarely see guys that are his age or his age that move around in the manner in which he does. Um, again, just a very special, uh, special, uh, uh, dude when it comes to that. And a guy that definitely, uh, from a coaching perspective gets it, um, watching him against, or excuse, watching him against, um, watching him, watching him with the, uh, you know, work with the, uh, uh the DBs, um, and, uh, just the defense in general this past year was something to behold. Um, now a lot of people are saying that, you know, Jed Fish probably held back his Twitter game. I think you're probably right about that. But either way, Dwayne Aquina is, um, I think, somebody that is going to be able to tether the defense together perfectly. Keep in mind, with Aquina also, it becomes a little interesting because he is also the uh, um, the defense under Johnny Nansen became much, much better under Dwayne, uh, with Dwayne Aquina in here that second year. And that first year with Nansen, who we like on this show, but in this first year with Nansen, it was weird because it just felt like the linebackers, the defensive line, and the uh, secondary were not really moving in lockstep. It felt like one guy was kind of, you know, one group of players were kind of moving in one direction, one was moving in the other. And uh, that uh, uh, the communication, it just didn't look like it was there. Neither did the synergy. Uh, Dwayne Aquina certainly fixed that. Um, and again, I think a lot of it probably goes to Johnny Nansen as well. So we got to give Johnny Nansen a lot of credit. But overall, um, this was a, I think this was a unit that um, just looks a lot better. And not only does it look a lot better, it also looks like a, it also looks like a group of players or uh, that, um, clearly just wanted to be together. Now, the, and the DBs, they really took off this past year. From Dakario Davis to Ephesians Prysock, these guys were these guys were big time. Uh, let's talk talk with about Takario for a second. Takario led the uh, nation, or I think he led the nation in pass deflections. And keep in mind, this is a guy that came in as a, uh, a really tall corner, wasn't super highly rated, but overall was, uh, you know, obviously a good prospect. And he came in and he immediately, um, he immediately started to uh, change things up a little bit. Um, he was more active. And I think what I also really liked about the DBs is that they were pressing at the line of scrimmage. I loved seeing that. Um, what you uh, saw before was a lot of times you were getting DBs that were essentially giving free releases to the uh, to the wide receivers, and you were just essentially hoping that they weren't uh, that they wouldn't get open downfield. That didn't uh, that didn't occur under uh, Dwayne Aquina, and that's something that uh, I think that we should all uh, keep an eye on. But when it comes to the DBs, when it comes to the defensive backs coach, I don't know that there's a better defensive backs coach in the history of college football. I really don't. 
um, from, you know, what he did at uh, what he did here at the U of A from a Chuck Cecil to a Daryl Lewis to a um, Chris McAllister, who is even better, you know, who's, who is still kind of his standard. This guy was just kind of able to, this guy just understands defensive backs. He also understands defense. I think he's energized. I think the opportunity uh, that he is uh, being given here, who knows how long he's going to be, but um, I think that he is energized by this opportunity. And I think that he wants to get this one going. And honestly, from an Arizona perspective, this is uh, something that Arizona could absolutely uh, use. I'm excited to see what exactly he can do now. There's other coaches coming over from San Jose State that we need to know about along with the strength staff. But first, FanDuel. All right, check it out. FanDuel.com, my friends. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Check it out. All kinds of good stuff going on. We're in the, we're in the, uh, we got football coming on. We got football still going on and we got basketball as well. The two coolest sports going there's no better opportunity now than to hop onto fanduel.com slash locked on. Again, you will thank me later, people. Um, again, you can bet on games before. You can bet on games when they happen uh, or, or before they happen. Or you can even look at them and say, you know what? I want to bet. Uh, I want to bet. Um, I don't know. Maybe a prop or something. Fanduel.com slash locked on. Check it out. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk a little bit of Alonzo Carter. Alonzo Carter is not official yet, but I would imagine that Alonzo Carter is going to be official sooner than later. Uh, running, running, back, running backs coach at San Jose State, uh, Zoe, as they call him, has a very, very good reputation. Not only does he have a very good reputation, um, he's somebody that is known as an expert recruiter. He, in the Bay Area, everybody knows who Zoe is. And the reason that everybody knows who Zoe is is because he's good. Um, he was in line to uh, interview for that San Jose State job along with, uh, uh, excuse me, along with... Um, drawing a blank here with, uh, oh, Dante Williams, who uh, ex uh, U of A defensive backs coach, but he was in line to, uh, with all those guys. And he obviously didn't get the job, but, um, or it doesn't appear that he got the job. It seems like that's going to be Ken Niamato Olo. But overall though, this would be a nice little addition to the U of A coaching staff. You bring in, uh, you bring in Alonzo Carter, um, we like Scotty Graham here a great deal, and we will continue to like Scotty Graham. Scotty Graham is the man. Um, but obviously, Scotty Graham is now in Washington. So uh, uh, Alonzo Carter is going to have a lot to work with, though, when he comes here. Uh, we got you got Rayshon, Speedy Luke, Fam coming back. Um, you've also got uh, hopefully you get Jordan Washington in here. You got Brandon Johnson. You got a multitude of other players. 
Um, but there's, like I said, there's a lot to like with, uh, with what's going on. I also think that, excuse me. And uh, I was actually remiss in this. We should go. We're going to go back real quick and talk about Bobby Wade. Bobby Wade's going to be dealing with the best wide receiver in uh, the country this coming year. And uh, that's it's going to be fun to watch him uh, work with him because, again, Teneroa McMillan is what NFL starting wide receiver number ones look like, period. That's what they look like. They look like Teneroa McMillan, um, the way that he can go up, he can get the ball, he can jump, all of that stuff. Bobby Wade was, like I said, one of the best wide receivers here. I'm also excited, though, to see Bobby Wade working with some of the other dudes, like a Kevin Green Jr. or a uh, an A.J. Jones. Um, Kevin Green, I think, as great as Jacob Cowling was, I think Kevin Green's going to be able to uh, make up a lot of that production. A.J. Jones is kind of this uh, in a similar spot um, where uh, – you know, he's a massive dude. Shout out Tony Jones, by the way. But he's a big guy. He can run fast. Excited to see what he can do. Malachi Riley, same situation. A big dude who can uh, who can move. And uh, I'd like to see them. Who knows? Even Montana Lamonius Craig. Maybe he steps up a little bit. Um, but you got a lot to work with in that. Uh, you got a lot to work with in that receiver room. So, again, I was a little remiss in not bringing that up about Bobby Wade. And uh, with Dwayne Aquino, obviously, the entire defense um, from uh, Takario Davis. Maybe you get back Ephesians Prysock. Who knows? Or, uh, you know, a trade in Stooks, but then you've also got the safeties in play. And you got a lot of dudes on the defense across the board from, a, you know, from a Jacob Manu to, you know, on the uh, defensive line, a, a lot of different players. And then, you know, I'm so sorry, I wanted to go back and just mention that. But then Alonzo Carter from, uh, I, I'm very curious to see what fam Rayshon Speedy Luke looks like under uh uh, under uh, Coach Carter, assuming Carter becomes the uh, running backs coach, because again, Fam, I thought was underutilized. I, I thought that Fam had, to, I thought Fam should have touched the ball ten to fifteen times per game last year. That did not happen. Did not like it. Um, I would like to see. I think Fam is actually in a weird way. I think Fam can actually be a featured back. Um, he's, uh, I think that he's got the frame to get up to about one eighty five, something like that. And we've seen it before. He had a burst that no, absolutely nobody else on the team had. Um, and it was a burst that you either have or you don't have. Uh, Fam has that, and Fam had that in a big way. So, again, I'd like to see Rayshon Speed Loop get that. And then, obviously, I think you'd like to see somebody in the portal, maybe add somebody in the portal. Um, maybe somebody from San Jose State comes over here and uh, he can replace some of Jonah Coleman's production. Again, Jonah Coleman was a uh, Jonah Coleman was a loss for sure. Um, and that's something that, uh, you know, that's something that uh, Arizona definitely needs to address. But then Oglesby looking at the new O-line coach. Excited to see or Excuse me. You're looking at the new. O I'm excited to see him being able to work with uh a really, really talented offensive line. Let's be honest here. Um, Jonas Savanea coming back was obviously huge. Jonas Savanea uh, would start would start for absolutely any uh, offensive line in the country, like whether that be Georgia, whether that be Bama, you name it. Uh, Oglesby is, uh, or excuse me, Jonas Savanea is starting. So, and he's probably going to head out to the NFL after this year. You look at uh, Big Jonah for five seconds, and you know that Big Jonah looks different than everybody else. Um, because again, like T-Mac, that is what an NFL player looks like, the way he carries his body, the way that he carries his weight, the way that he carries everything is just, 
is just really impressive. And you generally don't see that from a, a, a you just generally don't see guys that look like that. Wendell Moy, another one that could probably play in the NFL at some point. Um, as long as he he's just got to continue to get stronger, keep his weight in check. But Wendell Moy was another really, really good find. Then Josh Baker back. Um, he's the quarterback of the uh, offensive line. Excited to see what he can do. And then Leif Magnuson. I love Leif. Leif is, I am a huge fan of Leif. Um, Leif, let's be honest here, should have played more last year. Leif not playing in the Alamo Bowl until the very end was silly. Um, it's cool. Joe Borjan, cool, uh, cool story and all that. But Joe Borjan should, you know, if you can keep Joe Borjan off the field to tackle, then that's probably a good thing. Uh, Leif should have been in there. When Leif came in at guard and you move some guys around, it became a lot different in that game. Arizona needs uh, Arizona need. You always need somebody like Leif and Leif is that dude. And then, you know, at the, uh, then at the tackles, we'll find out uh, who Oglesby is going to be working with. Um, you could have a, uh, obviously you got a deuced um, from uh, Alex Deuce from uh, Northwestern that I know the previous coaching staff absolutely loved. And I think that they, uh, all, uh, all indications are that he'll probably be a starter. But then after that, who knows? Maybe you get Raymond Polito back. I certainly hope you do. Um, you know, obviously it's been kind of an emotional time for the Polito family, but I would love to be able to see them get back because again, Raymond's another guy that has a lot of potential. Raymond Polito can play football and he is a huge dude. So, and then after that, again, you got your Elijah Payne's, you got your Rhinos, you got your Tylen Gonzalez's. You guys, you, there's a lot of talent across the board on the old line for Oglesby to work with. I'm excited to see how he does that. And then the strength staff. So bringing in a guy from Stanford with David Shaw, here's kind of where I'm at with the strength staff. And I got to give Jed Fish a lot of credit because T.O. was, T.O., uh, Tyler Owens was next level as a strength coach. Um, he just was. You saw the uh, development year in and year out from how players got bigger, how players got better, how players got faster. And a lot of that is uh uh, credited to uh, Tyler Owens. He knew exactly what he was doing and guys got bigger and you could just see the development, but, and that, but that's got to be able to continue. Um, and I think that's a big thing that's got to be able to continue. And not only does it have to be able to continue, you've got to be able to have a staff that is able to, um, you know, maximize that. And I think that's, what's going to happen. Listen, Brent Brennan Brent Brennan isn't a dummy. He knows uh, he knows that he's got a really talented roster at play here, and it's going to be on uh, you know it's going to be incumbent upon him to continue to work that to continue to get the most out of these players that he can because he's got a team that is ready to go for or you know is ready to go for broke. Um, I think that going into the Big Twelve next year, Arizona is going to position itself very favorably, and we're going to talk about that next. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now Arizona going on to the Big 12. Listen, Arizona's still got to figure out some, you still got to get another pass rusher for sure. There's no doubt about that um, because you're probably going to lose Isaiah Ward, but you got Deuce Davis back. You've, uh, you got Tai Tai Uyagalele. Um, you're going to have to get another, uh, you're going to have to get another pass rusher in there. I don't think that there's any doubt about that. You might be able to get somebody from San Jose state who knows, but the talent level on this team, the team I think is probably about as good as there is in the big 12. I think that, that listen, 
Um, I know what Dion's doing in Colorado, but I'll still believe it when I see it, the way they melted down at the end of the season, the way that he started throwing people under the bus left and right. I don't know. Uh, I kind of soured on Dion a little bit. Um, Kansas, Matt, uh, Matt Leopold, Lance Leopold is the man. Lance Leopold is one of the best coaches there is in college football, period. Um, he is really, really good. Obviously, Kansas State's got a great coach. Uh, Mike Gundy is obviously the, the class of the Big 12, just from uh, what he's been able to do of late or of late the last 20 years. So there's a, you know, there's a lot to like about where um, Arizona positions itself. And again, it starts with the offense with Noah Fafita. You've got, uh, I think probably the best, uh, best wide receiver, the best uh, uh, quarterback in the conference. And not only do you have the best quarterback in the conference, you got the best wide receiver in the country and you got an O line that is really uh, that, you know, you got a loaded offensive line as well. And not only do you have a loaded offensive line, you got an offensive line, that um, pretty much across the board has NFL talent, has all conference talent. There's not one person on the O-line that you're like, I hey, shouldn't be out there. So again, that all from an offensive perspective uh, figures out. I'd like to see add one more running back. I'm huge on what fam can do, obviously. And then defensively, you've got a group of players that can, uh, you got a group of players, especially in the secondary that are good. You got Takario Davis, you got Traden Stukes. Those are two really, really good corners. You got two or three safeties that can all play. Uh, you got Dwayne Aquina coming back, which is obviously a really good thing. And then uh, Jacob Manu, the quarterback of the defense. And then, like I said, in the down line, BBN, Big Bill Norton, um, players like that. So again, I go into the, I go into the big 12 thinking that, uh, Arizona should be able to win the Big 12. And not only do I think that Arizona should be able to win the Big 12, I think that Arizona is in a very unique position to, I think Arizona is in a very unique position to um, compete for it, uh, compete for it with a new coach. And we're going to find out, obviously, uh, we're going to find out really quickly what if Brent Brennan can coach. Because as much as I don't like Jed Fish right now, again, I don't care that Jed Fish left. As a matter of fact, I don't blame him at all. You take the money, you got that kind of, but obviously I don't like how he uh, left. But one thing you got to say is that Arizona has a lot of talent and we're going to find out very quickly. Can Brent Brennan coach? My guess is that he can coach. And for all the people that keep saying, oh, well, San Jose State, uh, you know, they were seven and six, eight and five, whatever. You got to remember that San Jose State. San Jose State's one of the most difficult places in college football to win. You don't have a ton of support. You don't have a ton of uh you don't have a ton of resources. So a lot of that is just kind of making, trying to make things happen that, you know, it's going to be difficult. He, uh, Brent Brennan will have a lot more resources at the U of A. And I think you're also going to see him connect on a level that a lot that, uh, you know, um, and I also think you're going to see him embrace the community in a big way, in a way that, uh, um, you know, is befitting of somebody that's the U of A head coach. Now, the other thing that is also really exciting, and we got to give Dave Hickey a lot of credit here. Um, Dave has gotten, like I said, we talked about it before. Dave's gotten a lot of arrows in the past. Dave Hickey deserves all of this. Uh, after Jet Fish left, Dave Hickey had interviewed three to four guys, and within, what, 48 hours, he had his head coach. And he obviously feels very, very comfortable with Brent Brennan, as he should. You watch Brent Brennan, you watch Dave Hickey, you can tell that they have a very strong respect for each other. And that's something that, uh, you know, 
I think in this day and age when you can get burned sometimes by college coaches, having that trust factor in there is something that uh, is is really, really cool. And it's awesome to see Dave uh, be able to get the guy that he I think he probably wanted to hire from the beginning. You could tell at the presser that he choked up a little bit. And Brent Brennan gets it. Like I said, he's been here before. He knows the culture. He knows everything involved. And I think that, uh, you know, with his staff, with everything, this is going to be a very, very nice uh, marriage. But again, like I said, the staff's going to continue to fill out. We'll continue to find out more about it as it comes. But again, um, er this was the save of the century by Dave Heakey. He did an amazing job here. And uh, I think a lot of people were wondering, you know, what exactly is going on? How are you snowed in in Pullman? But Dave also showed that he has a really good idea and a really good grasp on what's occurring. All right. Now, tomorrow, we're going to keep going with Arizona football, obviously, some Arizona football. We're also going to talk a lot of Arizona basketball. Arizona basketball is now up to ninth in the rankings, but they're not playing well. And I think we need to figure out exactly what's going on with the Arizona Wildcats basketball team. But uh, again, it's still a good problem to have when you're ranked ninth in the country. So we will uh, we'll address that. And like I said, we'll talk a little bit of football as well. But on that note, appreciate you guys all listening to Locked on Wildcats. We will be back with you tomorrow. Bear down and back the A. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.